Have you ever wondered how much global warming has actually happened? But uh, NASA's actually measured that, you see, and they say it's about 1.1 degrees Celsius since pre-industrial times. Now that translates to about 2 degrees Fahrenheit, and of course it's continuing and it's an accelerating pattern. The United Nations says that they're going to limit, they want us to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. World leaders and scientists have stressed that 1.5 degrees Celsius is the magic number. But uh, how much global warming will actually happen? Um, I once asked a physicist, if we could burn all the fossil fuels and just say, who cares about global warming? Burn, baby, burn. How much would we get? And he responded with something like, I think it was 6 to 10 degrees Celsius or something like that. Well, I'm here to tell you about a much, much bigger global warming problem that happened in the Earth's past. And I'm not talking about back in Roman times or in like pre-civilization humans. I'm talking like 600 million years ago. This is like pre-dinosaur, pre-Cambrian explosion, pre-animals, pre-plants. This was during just at the end of what uh, scientists call snowball Earth, which is about what it sounds like. According to astronomy.com, the planet looked like a glistening white ball. The ice surface is mostly coated with frost and tiny ice crystals that settled out of the cold, dry air, which is far below freezing everywhere. You kind of set off an eternal winter everywhere. Everywhere? It's okay, you can just unfreeze it. No, I can't. Sounds rather terrifying. But the thing to know about Snowball Earth is that it was stable. The climate stayed cold, terribly cold, for millions of years. And that's because of a couple big reasons. First of all, if you think about it, when you wear white, white reflects heat, right? So uh, scientists would say that uh, white minimizes or it maximizes the amount of albedo. That means that when the Earth is white, you're reflecting all that heat out into space. So that keeps it cool for the planet. And a second thing is when it's super cold, all the water vapor freezes and becomes ice. So that means we don't have any water vapor, and that means that we don't trap nearly as much heat because water vapor functions as a greenhouse gas. So Snowball Earth was cold, and it was stably cold, and it stayed that way for millions of years. How did the Earth ever get out of it? Obviously they did. And it turns out that the answer is probably related to volcanoes. It's cold, might be cold up on the surface of the Earth during Snowball Earth, but below there was just as much heat as there has ever been. So volcanoes still happen, punching holes through the ice and pumping up uh, CO2 from with the volcanic explosion into the atmosphere. Now in normal times, meaning in our times, the CO2 that goes up into the atmosphere will get leached out of there by rain or absorbed by the liquids oceans or even absorbed by living organisms through photosynthesis. But uh, on a frozen earth with no liquid oceans and mostly devoid of life because of the cold temperatures, that extra CO2 is just going to accumulate and accumulate 
and accumulate and accumulate for a long time, millions of years. So CO2 levels, according to the theory, would get higher and higher and higher. We don't know exactly how high they got, but according to the models, millions of years of CO2 pumping out of the volcanoes could get as high as something like 13% of the uh, of the atmosphere, 13%, which is a lot. For perspective, the current global warming we're going through is caused by going from 0.028% to 0.041%. That's the rise that's causing modern global warming. So to get from uh, that to uh, 13%, that's like 300 times as high. So that would be a big deal. And all this CO2 is going to trap heat, of course, which will be nullified by the effects we already talked about, the high albedo of the white reflecting light in, or heat into space and the lack of water vapor. But over millions of years, eventually that CO2 starts to add up and eventually the Earth's climate le- reaches what climate scientists call a tipping point. Once that tipping point is crossed, the heat trapped by that enormous amount of CO2 is enough to counteract all the other feedback loops going in the opposite direction to keep the Earth cold. And at that point, the Earth does something strange that it hasn't done for millions of years. It starts to warm up and up and up. And there's a couple of uh, feedback loops that reinforce the global warming. For one thing, once you start to heat up the planet, some of that ice melts and eventually becomes water vapor. And as water vapor, it starts to trap heat. Now you got all that CO2 that's built up over millions of years, plus additional heat being trapped from the water vapor. And the more you melt it, the more water vapor you get, which melts, which heats up the temperature even more and causes further melting. So it reinforces the process. And that's only half of it. It turns out that uh, as we melt the, the planet, then the ice planet turns into a blue, the white planet turns into a blue planet. And with a blue planet, it's not going to reflect all that heat into space. It's going to start to absorb the heat. And so the albedo starts to plummet, and that further reinforces the warming that's happening. So the climate models of the time, uh, about that time, would suggest that the Earth might have warmed up as much as 100 degrees Celsius in just a few thousand years, which is the blink of an eye in terms of evolution. To put this in perspective, going from minus 50 degrees Celsius to positive 50 degrees Celsius is like going with the average temperature of the Earth going from the coldest temperature ever recorded in Barrow, Alaska to the hottest temperature ever recorded in Phoenix, Arizona. That would have been really impressive. And that's the end of Snowball Earth, but how do we know that it actually happened. What's the evidence for it? There is some some good, pretty solid evidence that suggests that uh, around 600 million years ago, there was a whole lot of what's called carbonate in the fossil record, in the rocks of the fossil record. 
Now, carbonate can be found as calcium carbonate or magnesium carbonate. Carbonate is the substance that's found in clam shells, and so it's pretty important. And the reason it matters is because there's a strong correlation between the amount of carbonate in the fossil record and the level of CO2 in the atmosphere, we think. So around 600 million years, the high level of carbonate suggests that there was a whole lot of CO2 in the atmosphere, which could have happened only through something like volcanic activity. So why should you care about the global warming that happened at the end of Snowball Earth? One reason, I think, is because it helps to highlight the mechanisms that control the Earth's climate, which is super valuable today as we're thinking about what to do about global warming. And a second reason why I think it matters a lot is because it highlights the importance of these tipping points, where when uh, the, the Earth reaches a climate tipping point, then you change things not just a little bit, but categorically. Now, moving forward with modern, modern global warming, it's conceivable that we might reach a tipping point and that the Earth's climate would forever be different than it has been for all of recorded human history. I don't think the science of, of tipping points has been developed that well yet. For instance, I don't think scientists can answer a lot of basic questions like, will we reach a tipping point in the next decade, in the next century? When will it happen? What will be the signs that we're about to hit a tipping point? But I think knowing the existence of tipping points is a, a valuable theory for being able to comprehend the future. So there you go. The Earth warmed up over about 100 degrees Celsius 600 million years ago. Let's hope that it never happens again. <laughs>